0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: The only thing else I got to say is,
2: how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Indeed. All right, Cowboys fans, welcome back in About Them Cowboys podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network for another week. Hard Knocks talk is going to wait till next week, so we'll cover two episodes with a jam-packed Hard Knocks finale roundup next week. But the roster's out. The cuts have been made. and We're going to talk about it all. But first, this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on-demand. Learn more at directtv.com and to uh, break down this roster we're going to do something a little bit different you know we could just we could come on here and we could just talk about the roster and maybe some surprising cuts but we're to do something different that we can pull up at the end of the year and reevaluate this team so what we're going to do is we're going to tier the roster based on importance and you know maybe hopefully some of these Cowboys will work their way up the tier as the season goes on and we'll reevaluate that at the end but to do so we've got a Motley crew of Cowboys analysts, and uh, they are, from the Eagle, Kevin K.T. Turner, from the Athletic, Father John Mishoda and back on the show, from 105.3 The Fan, Jeffrey Cavanaugh, to talk about the roster. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, I'm excited for you to beat my ass in uh, fantasy again this year. Well. You've, you drafted quite a team.
1: I'm looking forward to the opportunity. Um, you know, uh, it could get ugly at the running back spot, but as the defending champ, we just, we're just we going in optimistic. We're going in optimistic.
2: KT, you're in the league, too, and I can't wait to lose to you as well.
3: Well, no, <laughs> I think um, we've all got pretty good teams. That's the way I like to look at it in week one because you never know what's going to happen mm. until legs start breaking and COVID and then necks start snapping it's just all the bad things happen in football when guys get hurt a lot. So, it's not good to have a fake team. And that's why cut day is always fun. Like, oh, we have a real team now. It's not this fake team of 90 guys. we got a real team.
1: And I'll and start it's it here. And that's real dismissive, KT, of people's livelihoods, you know? John, do know. you play fantasy?
4: I haven't in a while, no. I didn't, John's I didn't the kind of guy that'll
1: it. look at you when you're talking about your fantasy team or just the fact that you play it and... <laughs> like he, he's generally a nice guy, so sometimes he won't say it. But if it, if he's in a machete machete um kind of mood, yes, he will be like, "Let me tell you what a dumbass you are for playing that stupid game."
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand why people love it. I mean, I, I did for a long time too. But then I don't know when I started covering this team, you know, religiously. I just didn't feel like I had a lot of time for it, and not, nor a lot of interest in it. And then I just there's been many a times when I was doing it before where I had a really good team and I lost in the first round of the playoffs or uh, you know, there was somebody that had a really bad team and they won the whole damn thing. And there's just so much like luck involved and just go through a couple <laughs> of years of, of blowing some money and starting the wrong guys in the wrong weeks and, luck. and, and losing, losing to somebody that, you know, full well, everybody in the league knows, doesn't know anything about the NFL and you'll just be like, "All hey, I'm good with this. My
2: experience has been working in the media. I'm often with, in in fantasy leagues with friends of mine, you know, outside of work, and they always think that because you work in sports media or in football and NFL that you're going to be, like, some fantasy expert. So every time I get beat, they're just rubbing it in my
0: face, like,
2: that they beat this professional sports person. I'm like, dude, I I, I know as much as you do, trust me, on this stuff. Probably less, because I don't research fantasy at all. I just kind of follow the news and, and do my job. So Not The, the last time
4: I did... The last time I did a league, uh, this year, this will tell you how. Jay Cutler was starting for the Broncos, okay? Oh, my gosh. You drafted a guy
1: who doesn't care?
4: I got him in, like, the fifth or sixth round. Him and Brandon Marshall were killing it that year. I finished second. And I can't tell you how many times people were like, yeah, but, like, you 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 do this like all the time like this is part of your right, job, right? No, it's not at all to be honest <laughs> with you. There's just a lot of luck involved with this as long as you're not a complete idiot, you know, and you're not drafting a kicker in like the 5th round.
3: To keep up with journalistic integrity, John, I think uh you and I should do like an NFC North fantasy football team. Okay. Just like, you know, just go out of the division, you know. And then Jeff uh being your big AFC South guys, you know.
1: We are, yeah, then, we
3: are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Kent you, and Ben Baby will do the AFC North. I think we should just do yeah. divisional fantasy football and really take it to the
2: next level. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely an AFC North guy for sure. You, hey, you it's Cowboys podcast, guys. It's Cowboys right.
1: podcast. What are we doing?
2: Hey, by the way, before we dive into this, KT, I want to tell the listener to watch this on YouTube if you uh, want to do so because we have a visual aid. We're going to share our screen and we're going to build the tier on the video so you can see what we're doing as we're talking about it. Uh, so just to explain this a little bit, uh, you might be familiar with the, the, the tier template, you know, S tier, A tier. You might have seen albums ranked in the past. It's, it's popular uh, in the video game community as well. But we've Can got I ask some, a question? some Can categories I, here. Yes.
1: Because I've never understood why S is above A. Because I'm like, hold on, are we going alphabetical? What are we doing here?
2: It, it's supposed to be uh, supreme. Or okay. it's a video game thing, Jeff. Okay. That's what I found. I looked at the same thing and I found it's a video game slang thing. So okay. yeah. That's the only thing you need to know there. But we have we have not named them S tiers. We have new names for the tiers for this. So I will uh pull up the tier here. And the uh the first oh. tier we have is the S tier, which would be the uh the top, the best. And we have them Never Let Them Leave, Jerry. So never let them leave is our top. 1. We want Jerry to keep these guys around for as long as we can. They they are foundational players for this franchise. The one below that is better than your average. So these are better than your average NFL player. Next we have solid contributor who might be a, a player who's not a pro bowler but a solid piece in order for you to reach your goals. Underneath that we have depth dude who are guys that are merely on the roster to fill out roster spots and then the bottom tier. It's just called why. Why are they here? Why is this guy here? Why did they bring him back? Why did they keep him around? That kind of thing. So, uh, KT, you want to go position by position here? I think that'd be the, the easiest way to go about this.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, let's start
1: with quarterback then, right? Does that work for you? Oh, this is easy. Just put one of them at the top and then put one of them in the bottom. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think, th- A, why. I think that's- A why
2: for Cooper Rush.
1: Oh, for me, yeah. The Cowboys have one of the... I would say the Cowboys have... Gosh, I'd have to pull up every team, but you have to have a bottom five backup quarterback in the league. You have to.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I would put him in the Y category, too, and at the very highest, maybe you get him at depth dude, which, for me, if you're a depth dude, that would be like your third quarterback, so that's probably a guy in the practice squad. And probably that's probably where Cooper Rush should be. I just, I find it hard to believe that Cooper Rush, whether he knows this offense better than the next guy or not, that he's a better option for you than let's say like a Gardner Minshew. I I just don't see it, but they obviously do.
1: Man, if Cam Newton could just time travel uh, so that he could take a shot, wait a month, take a shot, then uh, man, we could have Cam Newton.
4: You know, what's interesting about the Cam Newton thing, obviously it was a big topic today when he got let go, is that, whether you're talking about Cam Newton, it, you know, being in the locker room and being a backup, you know, the, I remember there was a time when when people were like, well, you don't want to have Tim Tebow as a backup on your team because then he's going to be a storyline every week. And then that was the same thing with Colin Kaepernick when he was uh, trying to get back in the league. There were people talking about like, well, he can't be a backup because he'll be a distraction. Well, I can tell you this right now, like. Especially for this year, those days are gone. Like you're not going to be a distraction if you're the backup quarterback because we're not we're not allowed in the locker room. The only players we get are the ones that they're making available to us. So like we we'll use Tebow as an example. When Tim Tebow, if he would have been the backup quarterback for a team, let's say five six years ago, you could always just go up to him and talk to him, and he probably would give you stuff that would make for storylines. And you know people within the organization wouldn't like that you're constantly going up to this backup quarterback. Well, if you have Tim Tebow nowadays, it, well obviously back then. Uh, not him today. Tight but end or then, quarterback? Yeah, you. No one's going up to him because he's he's never going to be made available. You're never going to talk to him. Like it doesn't matter. Like everybody likes to talk about like Cam dressing up after these games and stuff like that. Well, he's not going to go to the podium if he's not playing. So I don't know how he's going to be a distraction. So if there is a time to bring in somebody that somebody think could be a potential distraction, now's the time because the media availability is so limited. I don't see how a guy would be that much of a distraction unless, let's say, your starter has a bad game and then. Cam Newton wants to go on social media and kind of trash that guy, which would be a bad decision on his part anyway. But like there are ways, but these guys are not the guys, but the teams are much more protected last year and this year uh, than ever before to, you know, protect from having some type of a, you know, backup quarterback issue. I just keep thinking about the times when like, you know, Dak took over and then Romo got healthy and got back like Romo just wouldn't be made available. You know, like there would be no going in the locker room and and trying to talk to Tony about it or anything like that. He just, he wouldn't be available. All you get is the five or six guys that they bring to the podium.
1: I'd rather have Shane Buschel than Cooper Rush.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Well, I don't know if I would agree with that now because Shane Buschel doesn't know the offense. And Cooper Rush, (laughs) the one thing, the one thing you can say about Cooper Rush is he knows the offense. Like, here's the thing. At backup quarterback, the, the percentage chance that Dak gets hurt majorly is way low the percentage chance that maybe he hits his hand on a helmet and his thumbs hurt for a quarter, right? that's that's a decent percentage. Other than that, I'm looking for the fewest amount of questions as possible at backup quarterback, and I want to spend the least amount of money as possible at backup quarterback if I believe in my number one guy, which I think we all clearly do. So I'm looking for yeah. no questions, and that's where like Cooper Rush gave us the fewest amount of questions, not the most amount of but might have had the most amount of good throws. And I think that's where everything comes into play. And when Cam comes up, it's question after question after question. Is his arm still attached to his body? I don't know. Every time I watched Cam Newton play last year, he was – Dude, that's been gone for years. His Straight arm strength is gone.
1: Straight face, KT. Yeah. Cooper Rush or Cam Newton as a football player on a random team on a random Sunday? Uh, Cam Newton. Okay. That's well, on just this team? Sure.
3: On this team, though, on this team, is he vaccinated? Is he going to be close to my quarterback? Right, right, exactly. That's why he's
1: not an option. The vaccination's why he's not an option. If he was, I would would demand that the Cowboys sign him because he's a better player. Like, he's nowhere near what he was. He still ain't Cooper Rush.
4: Right, and and I agree with you guys in the vaccination part, too. But let's say he is vaccinated for this scenario. Not only do I want Cam Newton on any other team, I'd want Cam Newton on this team. Like, yeah, I agree with everything KT said. He, He didn't look good last year at all. But at the same time, you're going to put him out there with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, these tight ends, Ezekiel Elliott. Cam Newton's going to run a little bit like, yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be what Dak's going to do at quarterback. It's going to be better than
2: what Cooper Rush is going to do, though.
3: Then Let's give him one of those horse pills and let's uh, let's bring him in here.
1: (laughs) I don't think that's FDA approved.
2: What's just as important as skills and, you know, fans will obviously point to Cam Newton's better than Cooper Rush. So that's why you need to do it. There's so much more that goes into bringing a guy into your locker room, especially a quarterback, than that. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there that this is not just a, a pure player evaluation from the skill sets on the field. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And I'm under the um, impression that bringing in Cam Newton into this locker room would not be a, a great thing uh, for See, this team. I He's actually, a great locker room guy. I know that, but yeah, I just, I just think Dak operates better under, I mean, with Cooper Rush behind him, I mean, he's played his best football with under that exact scenario. So I don't know. Well, he don't played pretty, pretty good. Oh he yeah, he played pretty Tony good Roma in 2016
4: yeah, with true. Tony Romo behind him. And That's I true. thought, I thought Mark Sanchez. Uh, to be honest with you, I thought Mark Sanchez was good for Dak. Like I think there was a lot of things behind the scenes. Maybe where, Dak the rookie, maybe not Dak the the guy now. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying you can't completely eliminate just because of whatever your outside perception is of Cam Newton, you can't eliminate the possibility that, let's say he was he was going to sign with the Cowboys and say no other team was really that interested. And he's like, I'm fine with being a backup. I'll get the vaccine. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you a, like a perfect scenario. You can't just sit there and assume that he would be a bad influence on Dak. He could be a really good influence. He's obviously been in the league for a long time. He's played at a very high level. He could have some good information that helps Dak elevate his game. So it's, I don't, I don't know that it's just no doubt about it. Just, An awful decision, you know. But there are, like you guys mentioned, there are a lot of other factors that are going into right now. I'm talking about a perfect world that there could be possibilities of things that he could bring to to Dak that could be positive.
1: I think he's a good dude, good teammate. Because he has $3.5 million guaranteed from New England, you're only going to pay him league minimum. I think literally everything points to Cam Newton should be your backup quarterback except one thing. But that one thing is huge. You can't be a backup quarterback in this league who at any moment could be gone for 10 days, five days. You just... The protocols are set up that my backup quarterback can't have that.
3: Nailed yeah, unless it. you're gonna do your meetings from Zoom at home and like not go to practice with everyone, I'd still take I'd take Cam Newton over Cooper Rush there too. If like the vaccination's that big of a problem. I like, like to you're stay just, at home Cam. Stay at home Cam. Rest <laughs> that arm. Uh if you don't want to get vaccinated, hey, your body your choice. You know, just you just can't be close to my guy number four. That would be a problem. Uh let's go to the runners. Yeah. Uh Zeke
4: I'm fine with better than your average. I know I know I gonna Jeff's say- going to put Jeff's going to put him at Y, but I'll put him at better than better than your average. Are we
1: doing or well, just cuz I know you're kind of joking but kind of not, are we talking about how they are as a player or are we talking about like all context going into it. Cause if you're just saying as a player, I would put Zeke better than your average.
2: All context. This is That's true. Cause if all context everything. means a contract, then yeah. This then contract, kinda... this is personality. This is Oof. everything that the player is to this team. We're taking into I'm, account. I'm
4: fine with everything, but the contract and, and really it's the contract because of the position.
1: Right? So the contract goes in Y, but the player goes in better than your
4: average.
2: So I don't know what to do with that. So solid Maybe contributor. Roll the dice, put it in the middle. <laughs> So well, I'll i think if you look I'll around put, better I'll put better than your average. Zeke is the better than your average running back on on all fronts. I mean, I'm not going to let him be solid contributor or anything lower than that. I, 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 that. I, I, I disavow it, yeah. I disallow if, it, yeah.
3: When you look around the league, there's only about 10 teams that spend money on running backs. And it's, it's you know, we're going to go get Christian McCaffrey paid. Or we've got to go get um, Kamara got paid. Or Aaron Jones got paid, but it's very few. Dalvin Cook was one of them as well. Look around the league, there's not a lot of teams. Yeah, Chubb and Derrick Henry got paid too, Um, and and quite frankly, the Bengals gave Joe Mixon a contract as well, and Saquon got paid. But that's about it. That's about ten. Like you have a hard time finding a lot of teams. Like Chris Carson's not going to go get a great deal, you know, and things like that. So I think you already kind of put yourself at a disadvantage when you talk about the contract aspect of it, but when you compare to what you're going to get out of him, yeah, you're going to get better than league average production from your running back out of him. Now, the fumbles have to stop, and that's what makes me put him at solid contributor. But when I kind of look at it, I mean, uh, the, yeah. Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys... The Cowboys are one-third okay. of the league that pay their runner back.
2: This running is, is how I would tier it. Z, okay. better than your average, Pollard, solid contributor. Because Pollard is the guy that can get you some some decent yards, and he's a, he's a solid running back and can splash every now and then.
1: Okay, here's my problem. This is my problem. Um, I would only put Zeke at better than average because I believe he's about to be. I think over the last year, Zeke was not better than your average running back, and he's older. Like I'm literally only putting him there because I've seen him, and he looks like he's in shape, and he tried hard in offseason for the first time ever. In two years on the team together, Tony Pollard's average more yards per carry both years. So if Zeke is better than your average, then my vote is Pollard is also better than your average.
4: Yeah, it'd be interesting if you could break it down into if they had the same amount of touches. I think right. if they get the same amount of touches, then Pollard is better than your average. But in this offense, as long as Zeke's healthy, he's not going to get the opportunities to be better than your average. So he's a solid contributor. So yeah, the... Like Jeff said about Zeke on the previous one, there's just there's other factors that go in here that, that make it. We have to almost we should since we're only on a second position, we should be setting parameters of, you know, Cause with contract Paul, things like my, that.
1: My problem is is like obviously you can never just use yards per attempt, right? Because we're not accounting for situation. How did play? Hell, how did players block on a given play? Sometimes they blocked great when that guy was in, and they didn't block on the next play and that guy was in. But the ways that we can now measure running back play outside of carries and yards and yards per carry, how often you break tackles, how often you make big plays. Like Pollard outperforms Zeke in all of the non-volume metrics. So if we have to put him below Zeke in the tier just because we know he won't get the same opportunities, that's fine. We just need to establish that because yeah. we do not have evidence that Zeke is a better running back.
2: Oh, I like this. Kevin? Uh, I'm happy with how things are. Break the are. tie, break the tie. Okay, all right, we'll keep it I mean, like this. I though.
3: agree with what Jeff said, but I think if you extrapolate that out to the same amount of carries that Zeke has, I don't know that we could say that Pollard would have that success. We still have such a small sample size with Tony Pollard. But I, I do like what Jeff's saying and I love the experiment and did not love the contract that gave Zeke. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not what I, I I think I like it how it is, but I don't know. I'll are sit we, on the are, fence on this one. Can I sit on the are, fence?
4: Calum. Sure. Are we doing all all fifty three players? We're gonna try.
3: Let's get to well, Cedric, Cedric,
2: Cedric Wilson. Oh,
0: we'll, Cedric we'll Cedric Wilson. start. We'll
2: start numerical order. So uh, Cedric Wilson, okay, I like this. Um, depth dude, depth dude. Let's depth go, dude. Uh, Michael Gallup, solid contributor.
1: Better than your average.
3: Uh, better than your better average. Better than your average. And I, right. I, look th- I look at that as better than your average
4: wide receiver. Uh, if you can put all the all the starting wide receivers are better than your average. I would put CD CD as as never let them leave. Oh, yeah, that's true. CD, yeah. yeah, I would put, actually, you could, I I wouldn't have a problem if you put CD or Amari Amari and never let them leave, Jerry. Yeah. I would put Amari and never let them leave as well. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, bump Amari up one.
1: Okay.
0: Which I mean, I'm going to let
1: him leave at some point, but I don't want to because, like, Gallup's the one you're going to let leave. I'm, I'm keeping Cooper until his plantar fascia chops his foot off. (laughs) <laughs>
3: I, I think, and I, and I love Michael Gallup. I think there's just a large portion of the fan base that thinks Michael Gallup is Chris Godwin. And he's just not.
1: No, and no, know no. Michael Gallup would have the um, rude awakening that Juju Smith-Schuster got if he lived in a world where he had to be a number one receiver. He'd find out he's not. And I'm a huge Michael Gallup fan. I threw multiple pizza parties for the man. I love Michael Gallup. Yeah. He's a good number two receiver. He's not a number
2: one.
4: I have I have no problem with Wilson or Brown being solid contributors or depth dudes. I think that they're both really solid. So whatever you guys want to well, do, there.
2: Malik Turner will put at depth dude. as Death Well, dude. If they bring him back. Think, Simi Fahoko as well. Simi and See, but if you're gonna put
4: Simi can, and Turner there, then Brown and Wilson got to go one one spot higher. Okay, than yeah, them. that's they're, good. They're that's clearly good. Yeah, better yeah, than that's them. That's
2: a good. That's a good
3: well, way. All yeah. Right. Can I ask why on Simi Fahoko? Sure.
1: Because they drafted him. They keep their draft picks. He didn't. Earn a, he didn't earn a roster spot. It's yeah,
4: unless, unless they did some stuff that we didn't get to see. If you're just going off of practice and preseason games, I agree with Jeff. I, I just didn't, I don't know. I, I know they like his upside, but I just I didn't see a ton, but go on. He needs to catch better.
3: Um. Okay, so there's some the wide receivers. Oh, O-line. Well, start with Tyron. I mean, Tyron, right at this point, now you have to say better than average,
1: uh, I would say, n- oh, God, I would still say never let him leave on Tyron because he's on the most team-friendly contract in the history of pro sports and he's still a really good left tackle.
2: I put uh, Zach Martin in the uh, GOAT tier as well on here. Yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah, Martin's GOAT. Uh, I mean, if Lyle Collins is going to be healthy, I'd
4: put him up there and never let him leave. Dairy. i put yeah.
2: Lyle is better than he's your average. Friendly if, too. if if Lyle's on his game, he's better than your average uh, right tackle. That's, I yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, let's make Lyle have a little more clout before we put him up on the goat tier. Yes. I like that. Agreed. So on the second one, better than your average Connor Williams, um, solid you know, contributor.
1: Yes. Yeah, and and maybe better than your average, but that's fine.
2: Oh, I don't know about that.
1: Williams, Connor Williams is the most disrespected cowboy last year, who does not deserve to be disrespected. That dude played well.
4: Okay, then what about Tyler Biadish? I don't think you can go any higher than
1: He can't be higher than contributor. Yeah,
2: yeah I was gonna say he, he might he even is he is might be Depp even Depp dude because they're all gonna get find someone else if they get, if they can, you know.
4: If they could find somebody else that could snap the ball accurately right. and block, exactly. they might be the starting center. So it's tough there. I mean He's I'm fine Depp with depth dude though. I'm fine with depth uh, dude. McGovern.
1: Depth, dude. Depth, dude. That's a good third uh, round. Brandon pick, Knight Depp guy. Why?
2: Ooh. Oh,
3: oh, okay. yeah! I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, right I know
2: that why
1: because offensive linemen aren't good in the league, and nobody can find any. But he's just one of the ones that you can't find any good ones.
4: And we'll put we'll put Terrence Steele into why as well. But I know that the coaching staff thinks a lot higher than like. Let's put it this way: if they could only keep eight offensive linemen, Terrence Steele would have been one of the eight. Yeah. That, and I'm not saying that we would do I'm well, that. I'm saying that that's what that coach. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I'm just six. saying.
4: I'm just saying. There's fans that when the, when the 53 comes out today, they're well, like, "Why is Terrence Steele on the team?" I'm just saying he's higher. He's not a bubble guy within their organization. They don't look at him that way.
3: They're seeing upside in Terrence Steele, and I don't blame them for this. The thing about Terrence Steele, he was not taught how to play offensive tackle the right way at Texas Tech, right? Um, and now I think if, well, he's explain had that, Katie.
4: Ex- explain that. What? What do you mean by that?
3: Because Texas Tech doesn't have offensive linemen that play the right way, and they never have. They don't um, practice sporting. No, dude. And even when Matt Wells came, uh, well, that doesn't matter. He wasn't even there for Matt Wells. So yeah, it doesn't even matter. Uh, they're not. They're just. They're trying to get the ball out in three seconds. They're not telling you, hey, for five seconds, you got to keep the guy in front of you. They don't even are practice we, that.
1: Are we trying to? Abide by any rules here of differentiating between the levels, even down there, because if not, we will end up with only six offensive linemen that qualify as depth, dude, and we wouldn't hey, actually. Hey, I think
2: that's pretty. Like looking back at last season, yeah, most people would say you're playing. You were playing with Terrence Steele, Brandon. You're playing with guys that shouldn't be in the NFL. Right,
1: but we're we're going to put them in a Y category where, in real life, we wouldn't cut them all either because you are going to keep more than six
2: offensive. You need depth, dudes. Yeah, so that's a good good
4: point. Are they depth? And then the other thing, though, that can let's not act like we know all thirty-one other teams either. I find it hard to believe that there are even ten, maybe even five teams in the NFL that I mean, look at how bad. Everything fell apart for Kansas City when they didn't have their starting offensive tackles. Like, I don't know that there's that many teams that are just like, oh, no, we got like two, three, four, five of these guys that we can just plug in at offensive tackle. Like, I just think it's very hard to find, particularly at offensive tackle.
1: The league is dying at offensive line and the league is dying at corner. They're desperate and there aren't enough of them.
4: So, Jeff, you feel that way about all of the offensive line more so than offensive tackle?
1: um well, tackles obviously harder because there's more space involved but i do feel that way about all of the offensive line i just i think all teams are desperate for more linemen, and pretty much every team goes five or six deep and if seven or eight goes out there they're like oh crap
2: so keep them in the in the y category or we're going to move knight and steal up to depth depth contributors I mean, technically, I'm, they're... I'm fine with
4: where they're at. Okay, where they're why? Yeah, I'll see them yeah. There.
2: if we could replace them, we would. So that's why they're in the Y. <laughs> in the y. uh Is there going to be
4: a day where we where we laugh about this when we talk about Terrence Steele? Like, and he's some is pro he bowler. one day going to be? <laughs> he's going to start for them, <laughs> and we're going to talk about these days. That's the thing, of, uh, though.
3: Like, they're they're making on that he's gotten in better shape, and they're going to coach him up, and he's a developmental guy. He's. There I mean, to we Luigi. don't.
4: We don't talk about this anymore, but there were several days out in Oxnard back in 2016 where I honestly, from day to day, couldn't tell you who looked better between Dak
0: and Jameel Showers. But I mean, it's a real
3: thing that existed. That happened. It
4: happened. happened.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. It uh, Absolutely. Matt
2: Matt Why Why? Okay. He's a why? Uh, Josh Ball.
3: Why? I, why? Ooh, if we're doing everything right. right? We're doing off-field stuff. So why?
2: Okay. Okay. I think that takes care of the uh, the offensive line. Um, tight let's ends? go. Uh, let's go. Tight ends. Yeah. McKeon. These are tough. The the top the, the two dude, is, tight ends okay, are tough.
1: I, well, for tough, I'll give you mine right off the gate, and you can debate. I would say McKeon or McEwen, depth dude, and I would say Schultz and Jarwin, solid contributor. Neither one of them qualifies as better than average.
4: I, I don't I disagree with that at all. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think there's any debate there. I think we're all good on That's that. I, w- I will say I-, I do think that them if they stay healthy for the full season as a combo together, they're probably a better than average like twosome. But individually, I don't think you can have them better than solid. If Jarwin puts
2: together a good season. I think he has the potential. Sure, at the end of the season when we're reevaluating this to move him up a tier,
1: I think they're the legitimately like when i say with all due respect it usually means i'm going to be disrespectful but like the legitimately with all due respect they're just guys like they'll do the tight end job and they'll do it just fine and they're on the same page with dak and it works but there's nothing unique or special about either one of them as a tight end
3: Agreed. Yeah, and they're gonna their bottom line will be affected by three wide receivers, and the running back named Zeke will get a lot of touches. So in the end, you're not going to see them put up Pro Bowl lines unless I'm insane, and that could happen. Um, okay, wait. What are you going to do now? We did tight ends there.
2: Yeah, we can go yeah, uh, special teams. Yeah, not kind of well, is between. Well, Zerline uh, better than your average or solid contributor? Solid contributor. Solid. Okay.
3: You can do better than Zerline in this league. And we have got to uh, Mr. Uh, but anger, anger same thing.
2: Anger punching solid. this year because Mr. Nice is not with us right and, now. And what's
4: his name? Well, and and uh, Jake McQuaid will be on the team probably in another day or so and he would be a solid contributor to it. Long He's snapper, a Long Snapper. They don't, don't have him on a, though, this. Uh, well, he's not on the 53 right yeah. now technically,
2: but go on. Okay. Uh, let's hit defense. Uh, let's save linebacker for the end. KT. Okay. So let's start cool. on oh, that'll, uh, be, that'll be fun. Uh, on the secondary, I guess.
3: Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. We we should probably put uh, Naseki in there as well. Number, uh, right? Who? Who? Ty, Ty Niseki.
1: Uh Naseki uh, is depth dude at best. Okay, yeah. that's fair.
3: Absolutely, he's depth dude. There we go. All right, let's start with Demarcus Lawrence.
2: Okay. Let's um, never let them leave, or better than your average.
1: He's getting old now. Better than your average for me. Okay. He's he's a great player. Yeah, and his contract's not as... They,
3: the difference in, in him and maybe Tyron being up on that tier is the contract is not as friendly.
1: If he made a little uh, less money or he was a little younger or he got a couple more sacks a year, he'd be up there. But I need one of those things.
4: I can't disagree were, with any of that.
3: If you're ranking the opposing team's uh, number one pass rushing threat, you would go, okay, he's probably middle of the pack. or Yes, Can you have to lean...
2: Yeah,
1: to justify him, you have to lean on. He's also an incredible run defender. Your defense is way better with him than without it, but I'm cool with him at better than average.
2: Randy Gregory.
1: Solid contributor. Okay.
2: I would
3: agree, but there's such potential to be way more than that, especially given how little he gets paid. Um, Yeah, but it
4: kind of goes with what you said with Jarwin. Like, if you can see it for a full season, then, yeah, you bump him up. But as of today, I think solid contributor is fine. Doritz. Armstrong. Depth, dude. Yeah, depth, dude. Terrell Basham.
3: Try
4: hard. Basham is a depth, dude.
1: I agree. He's going to be, or he was until he got banged up. He was their third edge in practice. but uh, Well, second without Tank, but I don't think he's your ideal third defensive end in the NFL.
4: Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of the stuff in in practice when uh, Dak got back, uh, whatever it was, end of last week, and they got in some situations where, it was like 4th and 15, you know, some 3rd and really longs, and they went with, it. now Basham wasn't available, but they their line ended up being, it was Randy Gregory, it was uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Micah Parsons, and Demarcus Lawrence, and it was like all right at the snap, just going downhill. It actually made me like kind of excited to see them do that during the season, and then they also had Jalen in as a linebacker, in, which we'll get into him in a second, but um, I think I think there's enough interesting pieces there at at edge rusher if they're all healthy. But if you were to lose Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence and then you had to play Basham or Dor- Dor- Dorrance Armstrong like the entire game at one, I think I think you're in trouble.
3: If we go Gallimore Concur. here, are we good with Gallimore still being a death dude? I'm a fan of making these guys earn it.
1: Yes. OK. Poor I think he getting. is trending to solid contributor, but he did get hurt, and his play on a real NFL field in real games is depth, dude.
4: It's funny because then if he's there, then there's no defensive tackle that's gonna be higher than depth, dude. And then just hearing Jerry today on the fan talking about how like no, we're good at defensive
2: tackle. We really like we really like the depth there.
1: No, yeah, their defensive tackle group's bad.
2: <laughs> Does he mean depth by the fact that they just have guys on the roster? Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I guess he's, he's, he's technically <laughs> correct, right? Uh, they do have humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bradley and I. Is it-
1: either Y or depth,
3: dude? Why? I mean, I'm on the I'm on the Y boat.
4: Okay. It it it's kind of funny. Uh, so Mike McCarthy was talking to us uh, about a week or week and a half ago, and he was trying to use this example of of talking to Will McClay about how they want to keep these young guys and churn the bottom of the roster and stuff like that. And he goes, like, for example, we were just talking earlier this morning and, and, and you know, we were talking about a certain player and he was like, man, I wish, you know, Will was saying, I wish we'd see a little bit more out of him in his second season. And and uh, McCarthy was like, yeah, you know, but some guys, maybe it, it, it takes until they're third or whatever. And he's going through this whole story and all I'm doing is sitting there thinking, OK, who's he talking about? Who's he talking about? And Bradley and I is the one that popped in my head. I was kind of like, because he hadn't really like, we didn't really see much in training camp, much in the in the preseason. He kind of flashed like a little bit, but you're constantly like really waiting for him to kind of take that next step. And we just, we just really haven't seen it yet. But I think that they still feel like he has that in him, maybe like a Dorrance Armstrong and Dorrance Armstrong first, you know, a few years, they feel like he's got a lot to show this year. So uh, as of right now, I think he's fine at Y or depth, dude.
3: That's to me where like a limited athletic upside stops you from getting better. Like you kind of peak out at some point. And I, it doesn't mean that he peaked out at Utah and that was the end of his career, but like, I'm not sure when anyone watched Bradley and I that you sat there and went, "Oh, I see a lot of projection. It's still going to be a ten set guy." No, you saw that's a good late round value because he had a lot of projection, because uh, he had a lot of production. In Utah. I'm not sure I saw a guy who's like immediately might- going to be a top four defensive end.
1: And he might be a good NFL player. He just hasn't had any opportunity whatsoever, and it's hard with guys like that. But because guys like us graded him higher than he was drafted, I think the entire fan base is like, "What? they're screwing an eye. Why can't an eye? It's just like, well, you know, you're a late round pick, and we haven't seen it on a football field, so you can believe it, but we have no idea.
4: I always find it interesting when, like, you're watching the draft and they always have that thing, whether it's the NFL Network or ESPN, they have that thing in the bottom, like, best player available, best player available, and I feel like for an entire round and a half, Bradley and I's name was at the top of that thing. And it's funny because, like, this past year's draft, I felt the same way about Marvin Wilson. And, like, Marvin Wilson doesn't even get drafted, and then the Browns just recently cut him, and it's just, like, there's some guys where you're just, like, had like what are the what are they what do the teams know about these guys that we don't get to see and, and it probably is a lot of their yeah I- interviewing in person sitting down with them finding out more of the behind the scenes story
1: and with marvin wilson it's both knees like his yeah. tape his tape was a top 50 top 60 pick and he didn't get drafted and i went oh okay that's medical and then he yeah. didn't make the browns who have great interior depth but it's just like okay so his his body just it's not there yeah, he can hardly walk um
2: Bohana bohanna bohanna Quentin Bohana. Depth dude. Depth dude. Depth dude. Oh, Diggy
3: Yeah, deaf dude, and has a really good chance. He's got a really good opportunity yeah. to be a solid contributor.
2: Yes.
4: You can put Watkins in depth, dude. Okay. Bre- Brent Tristan, Urban. Tristan Hill. Why? Ooh, I agree. Okay. I don't know, man. I,
1: I He's a bad player. He wasn't able to start camp practicing. Like, that. I... Why is a great word for we Tristan Hill.
4: Wow. Kent, we don't get any of that behind the scenes that we used to get. You know, when we would leave the locker room and you get to walk by, like, the training table, you could see, like, guys who, you He's know, sitting worked together. On, you know. Yeah, but the other day when we were leaving practice, they took us through this one entr- entrance to kind of get away from where, like, the fans were so we'd get down and interview players. And they took us through this back way and over by the training table. Just, nobody's in there. Just Jerry talking to Tristan Hill. And I was just like, man, I'd love to know what that conversation was.
2: I would love a one-on-one conversation with Jerry, <laughs> and I—I I never got like the the one-on-one. There was always somebody else in the room, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, that—that's my goal is to just to uh, have the uh, Johnny Walker Blue with Jerry one-on-one would be would be incredible.
3: Are we dismissing that he was a little better last year, and then he tore his ACL? That he, he should be, He should be more than a Y. He was in my opinion. Depth. I think he's a depth dude and I only I think that because it's not because A they drafted him it's because I legitimately think he would be one of their top 5 defensive tackles which is not saying a lot on this roster I know but
4: and you and then you got to remember too that so when he was at Central Florida you know they changed coaching staffs there was issues there with him with the coach and then the reason he's on this team is no longer here, and that's Rod Marinelli. So, like, you just kind of wonder, like, is it going to run into that same type of thing where maybe he doesn't buy into what Dan Quinn wants? Like, there's just a lot of questions there that that go beyond just where the health of the knee is. So, I don't know how he could be any higher than depth, dude. Even well, though when they drafted him, they were hoping he'd be at least a solid contributor.
3: If he's healthy, are they going to activate him and let him play? Because if not, then he's why. But if I
2: yeah, think they, they are, think they play, are. Think he's they are guy. absolutely he's if he's completely
4: guy, yeah. bought in, then yes, he will play. Yeah. Um, but Wait, that, I don't active, know that
1: how many active D tackles do you think they'll have on a game day? Because I don't think he's playing over on a healthy team. Neville Galmore, Oso Degazua, Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins.
4: Well, they're at, that's that's some really bad evaluation on their part if he doesn't play over Carlos Watkins and I mean I he's, second he's round, a second player. Right? No, 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 and I'm fine with that, but I'm just saying that, like, they draft him in the second round. Like, you'd hope for him to be by this time. But and then again, you know, you come off that knee injury, it might be another year before he's back to what he, what you should be, fully healthy. I don't know. Jeff, you've had a lot of knee operations. You know how this works.
1: I don't, they, I don't
3: even think about it. They usually carry five on game day, right? Four or yeah. five?
4: Well, Brent Urban's the interesting one because he's kind of a hybrid end right. tackle, so he's going to be active because he can do multiple things.
1: They wouldn't deactivate Bohana for Tristan Hill.
4: Uh, he just, he'd, be, he'd be in a good it spot depends. right now with Gallimore hurt. If 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 Hill was healthy, he would be in a right. great opportunity right now, but obviously he's not. So. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, we want to go to secondary? Uh, oh, Ch- uh, Cha- uh, oh, Chauncey Golston. Chauncey Golston is uh, the last one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll depth go, dude right def- now,
4: yeah.
1: Depth dude for now. Okay, He'll end up nah. higher. But not now.
4: Yeah, I'm actually surprised uh, that he wasn't just starting the year on PUP. That's a pretty good news because I'm telling you, this is a guy that constantly people are asking me on Twitter, "What's Golson doing at practice day? What's Golson doing?" Uh, standing on the side watching. He, not, he doesn't have pads on. He just has a jersey on. Like he's not doing anything. He's not close. Not, not doing. Yeah, barely even doing that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I thought it was a slam dunk that he'd start on PUP. But uh, the fact that he's on there, thinks they th- they feel like he can play within the first six weeks. So maybe he's out for the first three. Um, but I know all the guys like Jeff that Tom studied Day these said guys he couldn't
1: go to IR for some reason. Cause he just came off pup. So they think he's going to play before missing three weeks.
4: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of wild. But I know that a lot of you guys, Jeff liked him off of studying the, the tape and stuff like that. And they certainly can use guys, uh, he's that can rush tank. the passer. So
1: he plays like tank. He's never going to be a great pass rusher. He's going to be a really good run defender. He's got high IQ. His motor runs hot as hell. He's so, going to be a good player.
4: So they feel like he can play on the inside a little bit too. Do, do you think that?
1: Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's tough. He's strong. Yeah, he's good.
4: Uh, let's do safeties.
1: Uh, let's go,
3: uh, Donovan Wilson. <sighs> solid contributor at best. I think he could end up being a depth dude, but to be fair to his performance last year, he's a solid contributor. And
4: give, uh, given the depth
2: of the yeah, position, too. i put it.
4: Demonte KZ, the other starter. i put him right there at solid, the contributor. I don't think they have anybody that's higher than that at safety.
1: See, with KZ, I think you're hoping solid contributor. I don't think that's a given. I okay. think most of their saf- safeties are depth dudes, like pretty much all of them. Um,
4: and, that, and you know what? You're probably right, Jeff, and they probably feel the same way, and they're banking, hey, we're going we're gonna to roll the dice, and hopefully either uh, KZ or Hooker elevate to that, but you're probably right. They probably are just, as of right now, they probably are a tier below that, but hey, it's it's not costing them a lot, and there is a chance that one of those guys does stay healthy.
1: My vote is for Hooker and Kazi to be depth dude, and they hope that one of them is solid contributor or better than average, and maybe they will be, but to me, I would put both of them as depth dude right now.
2: Until they, yeah, at least we know what we have in, in Donovan Wilson for the time well, being.
1: Well, if they're depth
4: dudes, then so is J. Ron Kirsch. You can put him there, too. Oh, yep. yeah, of course.
1: 32, yeah. McQuamu, too. I would put McQuamu in depth. dude, not, not depth Y. Okay. okay.
4: That oh, takes hey, us. Uh, to... we, uh, we skipped over uh, Azur Kamara. I, oh, would put yeah. him in, I would put him in Y, but. I would, too.
3: Well, I don't, yeah, Y, for sure. Uh, corners. Uh, We will start with cornerback number one, Trevon Diggs. Um, Solid
1: contributor.
4: That's a a good one there. That is. I don't think that's an easy pick there. I'm fine with solid contributor, but he could be better than your average. Uh,
3: He could be, but we're we're um, there's some projecting
4: going into that. So solid contributor is fine. Okay.
3: We're on the same boat of kind of making them earn it here, not being super.
4: Oh, that's going to be interesting then when we get to number eleven. But go on, next person. Okay, Kelvin Joseph, 24. Dep, uh, Yeah, Deptu, yeah.
3: For now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Lewis.
4: Dep, dude. And I, can
3: I just say this, though? Like, and I like Jordan Lewis. At the time that he was signed, I went, why?
2: Yeah.
3: I really didn't understand that contract. Now, it's not a lot of money, but he better be a top three cornerback for you a lot. And I'm not sure that he's going to
4: be. I find it interesting, though, that Dan Quinn, he's not really that married to Jordan Lewis. He didn't draft him or anything like that, but he's his number one slot guy. And if you just go off of what we saw, we'd be like, oh, it's got to be Kennedy. Look at how productive he was. But Jordan Lewis is still that guy there. So obviously, he sees enough there that he likes. Uh, and then I, we've said this before on the show. I just Maybe this is finally a year where like they really start utilizing him going downhill and getting after the quarterback a little bit more. Because I think that's maybe his greatest strength. So who knows? Um I will put CJ Goodwin at solid contributor, but it's for his special teams play, not for um, what he does on defense. So I, I agree. Don't know if you guys might disagree with that.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And I would put Kennedy, I get as depth dude, but I just want to get on record into a microphone that he is the second best corner on this team. Oh. I like
4: it. He's got good ball skills. There's no doubt about that. He can. He can. It's it's funny because him and Diggs are both guys that you know all throughout high school were were wide receivers, and then it just was. They got to college, and their coaches were like, "Hey, you you could play receiver, but if you want to really do this at the next level, you probably need to be a corner." And then that's why they did it.
1: That's why you know that receivers are better than corners is because when uh, college realizes that you're not going to make it to the league as a receiver, they're like, "But I can get you to the league. You just have to do something different." (laughs) Anthony Brown, depth dude, depth dude.
0: Okay. Uh, um, Sean,
3: Wright. I'll say it, Sean, Wright, why? I'll say it. Really? I don't love I don't love Sean, Wright.
1: Okay. I'll say I'll say depth dude, but I do understand the why vote because I would be really really afraid of what happens if he's in a real NFL game cuz you have to play man coverage at some point and at 6-4 it's hard as hell and we've already seen that. Break the so tie, John.
4: Why would I would put him as depth dude and, okay. and and one of the biggest reasons why is because we already have 38 there. And so I ask you, KT, why are you fine with Mukwamu being depth dude and, but Wright being why? Because I just think oh, they're I? very similar, but even though they're playing different positions.
1: Mukwamu oh, won't yeah. have to cover an out and up on a wide receiver on the outside. Mukwamu's playing in space where his size doesn't hurt him. I think Wright's sp- – like it's, what they like about Wright is what scares me about Wright. I don't think you can play man coverage as a 6'4 corner unless you are a really, really special player.
4: Do you think mukwamu though is physical enough though to play safety? I haven't
3: Shh. seen enough to know. I don't think so. But notice I. So didn't maybe put up he, a fight maybe they mukwamu move him back to, to corner be as a depth dude.
4: <laughs> maybe if the if the right thing doesn't work out, maybe mukwamu goes back to corner. I mean that's what McQuaime wants to play. If you if you know if he had his, if it was up to him. But I'm just interested because I think both those guys are yeah. kind of similar. That they're both there's the upside there. You understand why they they like him because of the size, but. You know, when you've seen them so far, you're just kind of like, woo it seems like it's gonna be a little bit of time before they're ready for going against ones." Save number nine for last, please.
3: Yeah, uh, no, no, okay. I know. I like what Kent did. Kent went the linebacker, saved the linebacker for last for a reason. This is the, yeah. Let's, this is the
4: best one. For let's sure. get
3: let's start let's go least sexy to sexy, okay? Uh, in terms of conversation topics, Luke Gifford. <laughs> let's get him out of the way. I'm gonna put him as a Y. I mean, I I just you know they're just better linebackers.
1: Um, will he be a core four guy? Like, will he be on literally every special team? Because outside of that, I don't like. I don't need a sixth linebacker, so I don't get the Gifford thing. Um, so I would put him in Y as well. But if he's going to have some CJ Goodwin to him, where he's a really good special teamer, he could be depth dude. But for me, he is more of Y. No, no organization likes
3: linebackers more than the Cowboys. I mean, that is a linebacking team every year. We're like, man, they're going to draft three linebackers. It's just what they do. They find a way to get that linebacker group filled out. Um, Keanu Nil, I mean, I, I think solid contributor. And a part of that is coming off, seeing what he's done in preseason and through camp and things like that. And a part of it's kind of more of a recent history than what he's done in his NFL career as well.
4: No, he belongs there for sure.
1: I don't know why my brain is making me do this, but at different positions, I do it different ways. When I'm looking at these linebacker names, I'm going to put them where I believe they're going to be and not where they've proven to be. So just heads up. So do you- Neil, Neil, solid contributor, and I think he could end up higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. Uh, Jabril Cox. Solid contributor. That's, that was my warning. That's what I was warning yeah, you for. Yeah, I was going to say, he's I,
4: probably, if you if you go off the same thing that we went with the other positions, he's got to be depth, dude. But I, I certainly I, see the upside I, there that he could be solid contributor.
1: He'll I th- end up stealing snaps. Jalen won't see the field after like week six because Jabril Cox will be your fourth linebacker. You think or they'll third. pull the plug that fast? I think Jabril Cox, when they put him on the field, is going to make plays in the way that linebackers make plays in the NFL now. Like, Jabril Cox, I don't know why the NFL keeps doing this, where the run-and-hit guys are so popular and get drafted so high, and the coverage guys slide, and then Darius Leonard and Fred Warner and these dudes get these massive paydays. It's like, man, where did that come from? Jabril Cox is in that vein. I think Jabril Cox is going to be – like, I think Jabril Cox is going to play in Pro Bowls. So, I'm putting him at solid contributor.
3: I guess what I would say is, I don't see this team, and it's weird that it would be this way, but I just kind of think it's how it'll shake out. Say they get off to a real bad start, or two and four, or whatever, and the defense looks about the same in terms of production. Um, I think that's when you'll see changes made. If they're four and two, five and one, six and one, six and two, whatever. Okay, defense is making little leaps and bounds. I still think it would be Jabril Cox behind Jalen. I agree. I don't think they're. I don't think they're pulling Jalen off the field until they absolutely have to, or it's a we are losing. We have to. They're, they're <laughs> not.
4: But Jeff's Jeff's trying to Jeff's trying to go about this where the right way. And obviously, and obviously I've listened to Jeff on the radio plenty of times to know this. In the
1: call is what I'm doing.
4: Jeff's trying to go out there and do this crazy thing, like just. Forget who these players are and the reputation and just put the best players out there. But the NFL doesn't work that way. At least the Cowboys don't. Well, and, and so Jamil that's Copps- why I agree with KT that I, I just find it hard to believe that Jalen's going to be completely out of the picture unless it's just like a disaster. And they're just like, I don't care. Then we're out. But if everything's just going all right, they'll be like, all right, give them some snaps.
1: And, <laughs> and you know what? I'm pro- dip, dude. I'm probably wrong in saying that he's like, he's not going to take snaps from Jalen Smith because they don't play the same position and they never will. Sure. Uh, he, he plays more of Keanu Neal slash Leighton Vander position, but he, he will find his way onto the field. It will happen,
3: but he's linebacker five
4: right now.
1: Shut your mouth. That makes that's, him a depth. That's dude. what Jerry said. I mean, if I get outvoted, I get outvoted. I'm just telling you where he belongs.
2: I'm fine I don't, with that. I don't, dis- um, I don't disagree. I find it. I it's hard to put.
3: I,
1: theoretically.
2: Hard to put solid belongs. contributor on anyone who hasn't played yet. I mean, I, that, that's, that's only my only I, reservation I there. Wait till you see what I do with number 11. I was going to say eleven's
4: going to go, go right into the red. We know. So he, we haven't seen him play.
2: <laughs> we, yeah, we like, we know a little bit more. J- there. J- J- how, how, of, he,
4: but he, how do we though? Like just because Jabril Cox fell to the fourth round, he very easily could have been a second round pick. like, I don't know. I think the upside is really there. We know, we and, know and the is is because we know Micah Parsons is going to be starting and
2: contributing at a high level. We don't know what Jabril Cox's role will be with this team. So how come we put solid contributor?
4: Okay, yeah.
2: But I guess it also
4: has to factor in where, like, let's say, let's say they went into this offseason where they were like, we really don't have to do much with, with linebacker. Like, it has to be addressed eventually, but whatever, we'll get around to it. So they don't sign Keanu O'Neal, and then they end up with Jabril Cox, too. Then I think Jabril Cox does play a lot, but obviously the free agency comes before that. And so that's why I came Cox here to came lose. After. we'll
2: keep him in Over-roll we'll me. keep him in contributor. We'll let that one slide. That that one could go either way for sure. Well if he and that's if he's, he's there,
4: then fifty five has to go there too, then.
2: Yeah. Layton right. Esch is a solid contributor. Yeah. Totally. Um Michael Parsons. And
4: now our charts all thrown off now. He's gotta go in red, man.
2: He goes in the red. Never let him leave. Junior. Oh, okay. Michael I Borson thought you were going to do better than your average. Until no, he's no, got to go in the red. okay. No, wow. He's going
1: to win. He's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to be one of the best linebackers in the league his entire career. And and the thing about him is, it's like so.
4: I, and I and I do think like a Patrick Sertan and 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 J C Horn are going to be really good NFL players. And heck, they like Patrick Sertan might end up being a Hall of Fame corner. But there's something about a guy like Parsons who. He's in the middle of the defense like he just is going to impact so much where not to say that Sir Tan turns into Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you're shutting down part of the field and that's a huge that's a huge thing, you know, but just Micah Parsons is just going to be such a factor on this team on almost every single down that I just I don't know. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be in the never let him leave. Jerry. Yeah,
1: he's he's already in literally just training camp and preseason uh proven me wrong like i was scared of him because i thought he was a run and hit linebacker like i play the run game and that's what i do and i don't give a half a whale fart about running hit linebackers if you're great at it cool it's better than if you were bad at it but i don't care but they immediately showed us in camp and in preseason this dude's gonna get six seven sacks this year he is and he did not really cover it all at penn state and in training camp, well, he's covering, yeah. and he's making plays on the ball. He doesn't look lost in coverage. He's showing the things at linebacker that I didn't know if he had, and he does. Micah Parsons is going to be a monster.
3: That takes us to our final person on the 53-man roster. We, we know where this is
4: going.
2: All number nine, Jalen Smith. Is it going to go wide? Go he's going in the green. Why? Oh. Um, oh, man. Add the
3: contract into it. This is
1: tough. The only problem is, I didn't hold Zeke's contract against
2: him. You, you trying so, to? Uh,
1: take okay,
4: the, take okay, the contract okay, okay, out okay, of okay. it. Hold Let's up, talk, about up, talk about
2: the player. Talk about the player. Zeke, well, okay,
4: week one, right after the bye week, and right after Zeke got hurt this past, when he missed the one game, there was three games, at least, this past season, where I thought Zeke was was pretty exceptional. I can't even remember the last time that I thought Jalen Smith in a game was exceptional.
1: Do you think he's an NFL player? Yes. because uh, like, that my that thing makes is, him a depth dude. Right, that makes him a depth dude. Yeah,
2: that's that's what I'm I, wondering. I, we know what his contract is, but do you think he can y. play like legitimately? Do you think he yes. can, can can help this team?
1: He's, he's only a why because of the contract and because of the way we as humans react to somebody celebrating when the other team just got a first down and showing no self-awareness. Like, oh, that's what puts him in why.
4: Yeah, but I wouldn't just... I, see, I think that that might be downplaying it to, like, where he just does this once in a, No, that's him as how he is all the time. And so, if we see that all the time, you know it's happening all the time behind the scenes. So, that factors in as well. And then with the contract and everything, like, I don't know, I... I, it's why for me, but you guys can leave them in depth. Okay. Fine. Uh, the, you know, why
3: for John? The celebration stuff only bothers me when they're down by 17, you know, in the fourth quarter that only bothers me. Then it doesn't bother me that much. My issue what about with when it's him a third
1: and three run and they run up the middle for four yards and he makes the tackle and swipes. And it's like, well, Hey dude, they got a first, but even this, okay. That, so
4: Jeff, don't you think that if a, the player you see him as, let's say you are Jalen Smith and somebody asked you last week, hey, what about potentially if your snaps are reduced on defense playing on special teams? Wouldn't you say like, hey, even if you don't mean this, wouldn't you just say like, hey, whatever they want me to do to help, I'll do? Or would you say, man, vet life, man, vet life. Like basically saying that like, I'm a veteran. I'm not, there's not gonna be any special teams for me.
1: Wow, I somehow missed an incredible Jalen quote. He said that?
4: It was on the weekend. So maybe that's why, yeah. He just kept repeating vet life. And then okay, he and then he laughed about it. And it uh, was just like, yeah, yeah, vet life. And I'm just kind of like, that's... dude, you're in a position now where it's like, you need to be doing whatever you can. Not, And here's the other thing. Like, I'm not even saying that I think he would help on special teams.
1: Oh, no, he'd be terrible at it because that's the place where playing in space is the most important and he can't do it. So his answer should have been they can't put me there because it would hurt the team. And here's the other
4: part of this that factors in with me is that he fully embraces that he's a team leader. He's one of the leaders on defense. He's a quarterback of the defense. He always likes to say that. If that's who you are, really, you say, I'll help out no matter where. You want me to hold on kicks? Uh, fine. You, I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm getting paid very well. I'm, 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 I'm a leader on this team. This is what I'll do. But he also, I don't know, he just has a different, different perception of himself than I think is actually reality.
3: My biggest issue with him is he's not fast. And I yeah. need my defense yeah, he's not to be fast. Help on special I want teams. a fast I want a fast defense. More than anything else, I want my defense to be fast. And he makes you immensely slower.
1: Yeah. And Keanu Neal, if you told him to run down on kickoff, would fist bump you, and then he'd go run down on kickoff and he'd take that dude's head off. Like, that's a leader of your defense. What do you think? Uh, uh, and he just got here. I, I mean, think
4: Leighton Vander Ash will be fine playing special teams, you know? I think yeah. Micah Parsons, if you asked him to play special teams, you know, Jabril Cox, any of these linebackers are going to play Michael special teams. Micah would
1: pay you to right. play special teams. He'd be like, you're going to let me run down there? Can I return the kick? What's next? What do I get to do? And, and, and take it beyond you? this
4: Take it beyond this team. Take any linebacker on any team in the NFL that that is viewed whether it's on the outside or just by that person, that they're a leader on the team, wouldn't they just be like, yeah, whatever you need me for, put me out there.
2: Yes. I mean, there's, there's a, a reason,
4: there's a reason that the green dot goes on a linebacker's helmet and not on the safety and not on a defensive lineman. I like they're like the leaders on the defense. They're in the middle of all of it. Uh, they're, they have an impact on almost every single play, not to say other positions don't, but like there's a, there's a, you have to have like a leadership quality to you. And he, and he, and he says that he does, But I just don't know that it's really it's it's actually being shown. There are
3: things about Jalen that just do not seem genuine. And that's an easy thing for me to say, as I've never gone out to dinner with Jalen and hung out, you know. But there are things about him that come off as disingenuous. Yeah. Disingenuous. Yeah, yeah it would be the
2: proper way to say it. You guys are hurting Kent right where now. He...
1: he doesn't want him in the lineup. No, line. I...
2: where do you think – Where do you want him, Kent? No, I think he's a Y for sure, but where do you – what do you think his role will be – like what is Jalen Smith going to be at the end of the season? Is he even going to be a active?
1: If it's first down and the other team has multiple <laughs> tight ends on the field and they think that he's going to run – they're going to run the ball, they might let him play some Mike linebacker.
2: They might let him play some Mike linebacker. Okay.
1: They shouldn't. They should play Micah Parsons at the Mike linebacker, yeah. but – Whatever. From what okay. I've seen well, in
4: practice, from what I've seen in practice, on third and long situations, he is going to be brought in as a little bit of an edge, edge rusher as well.
3: They asked the oh, guy that can't turn. A long time yeah. ago, they asked Doug Free to take a pay cut, and I'm just going to say this: Doug Free, all beaten up, moved
2: better than oh, Jay Doug Wendell's Free, right yeah, Doug Free was you did way See, more for this than Jalen they, has ever done. It's
3: time to Jalen to take a pay cut if we're going to be doing that. And I'm not, I'm not the man who supports trying to take money out of anyone's pockets. But if Jalen's a Dallas Cowboy next year, it's because he took a significant pay cut.
4: In Ugh. passing situations, the way this defense is going to be is they're going to bring a lot of guys up on the line, and they like to trick you into you not knowing who is coming and who's dropping back. So that could be Demarcus Lawrence, who, you know, under Rod Marinelli, we're used to always going downhill. There's going to be situations where he drops back. It's not going to be all the time. It's not going to be that often, but there's going to be situations when he does. Same thing with Randy Gregory. I've seen them do this with Jalen, too. They'll have him creep up on the edge. Sometimes he'll go, he'll go downhill and go after the quarterback. There's other times he drops back in the coverage. When he starts dropping back in the coverage, that's when, get, that's when I get nervous.
2: Just an overview of the, uh, of the tier here now that it's been fully assembled. Very bottom-heavy tier. A lot of depth dudes. And uh, The next, next biggest category was solid contributor, so I guess that's good. And then we ended up with uh, six guys, and the never let them leave Jerry category. That was Dak, CD Lamb, Amari, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Micah Parsons. And
4: uh, I think. I don't think this would be that much different from most teams. If, if you were looking at any team in the NFL and judging oh, them, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Partially. Of course, there's going to be some outliers. But I think even if, like, you're talking about you know, some of the. You know, Super Bowl contenders, like the legitimate ones. I doubt that many teams are going to just have like ten guys on that top line. Oh, unless you're, yeah. And it's because of the salary cap. Is, is the only reason I'm saying that. Like, it's just sure. very, it's very difficult to have because most of the time that you have those guys in the top line, you're paying them significantly, and it's just it's tough to do that.
2: Tampa would have a pretty good. Yeah, look. I was going to say maybe maybe the okay. Rams. I don't. know. Rams defense is pretty stacked. But not, well, the yeah, Rams, and the Rams don't have anything out. in the middle.
1: Right, it, the Rams yeah, yeah. No find
4: out, that's true. They
1: are very top-heavy if you did this for the Rams. I
4: actually, when I, we were just talking about I was trying to think of how many guys would be in the red for Kansas City.
1: Uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, Chris Jones, Honey Badger. Yeah, Frank Clark. Eh, he wouldn't be in the red, would he?
4: But I'm just saying, like, you're not going to get mm-hmm. it probably uh, past this thing. Yeah,
2: that's, that's probably Clark.
4: it. I mean, cause mm-hmm. then who's your next receiver? Hardman, yeah, maybe not you're not putting him up.
2: Michael Hardman,
4: you're not putting any of the running backs up there.
2: No, uh, not, not Clyde.
1: Nope. No, they probably have five: Jones and Honey Badger on defense, Kelsey Hill, Mahomes on offense.
3: Surely not Hitchens is there. I would think not. No. No. <sighs> That's good. Hey. Okay. Who? Who's another? Okay. Like no, Tampa.
1: Is- think about Tampa though. Like you would put Brady. You could put both Evans and Godwin. You could put both Levante David and Devin White. But then you start going to, okay, am I going to put any of the D linemen in the red? No. It's like, is Shaq Barrett in the red? No. And Dominic and Sue? No, hell no. So, yeah, I think you're going to end up with five or
2: six. Hey,
4: hey you know who might be even less than this? And that was an the NFC Championship game is The Packers?
2: How many oh, Packers yeah. guys
4: you put in there, One, KT? Two, Devontae Adams. Uh, and I mean, I'll Rogers. even give you. I'll even what give you. Both, you can even put. You can put both edge edge rushers in there. Back Tiari, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and, and and Devontae Adams. That's five. How much? Okay. Uh,
3: well, Aaron Jones has more touchdowns than anyone in the league the last two years, so I think he would be up there. Um, and the thing, yeah, Jared so that's got you at for six. Six. sure. So that's six. And then, I mean, Adrian. And Amos giving him the edge good. guys. I
1: don't know if I'd give him the edge guys.
3: Kenny Clark, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, Preston Smith would not be on there. Rashawn Gary's going to start over Preston Smith this year. So then
4: you're at, you're still at six. Zedarius.
1: Um, I don't think Zedarius is a better player than no. I just
4: saw one of the Packers writers tweet out the, their entire roster, and I didn't look at it like, oh, my God, look at this. Yeah, it's And, and, and I holes. fully expect them to be back in the NFC Championship game. That's why I'm saying Oh,
3: this. Uh, Elton Jenkins – is up there. I mean, he's one of the best guards in the league. He's going to play left tackle now because Bechtiari's hurt. Yeah. There's probably
4: seven for them. Yeah. Probably seven. But like I said, I just don't think there's going to be any team that now, has that. That's like a great 10. point.
2: That's a great point. I, I totally agree there. I think probably most teams in the NFL would be probably be built very similar to this. Because, I mean, even look at all those Patriots
4: runs. Like, I can't think of even any of those teams that would have like anything like that. I mean, one of the reasons that they won is because – they didn't have that many guys like that, so they could allow guys to be like, all right, you're leaving the, the last free to see team by. I can
2: think of that would. It was like the 90s Cowboys or something. <laughs> well, yeah, they were. Yeah. Just yeah, they like would, yeah, New England's would goats have on goats like on goats, you know.
1: New England's Super Bowl teams would have like 50 dudes and solid contributors. Right, right,
2: exactly, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, that's good. That probably, is the, that probably is the key spot right there. You know, you need yeah. some guys in those top two, but that solid contributor is probably the ones. And, and, and there could be guys yeah. in this depth dude category underneath it that if everybody's healthy and they play well, that they could be in that in that category as well. But, you know, they got to show it. Especially, I mean, defensive tackle is the, the big one for me. And, and obviously there's a lot of defensive tackles in that group.
2: I think the headline, I think people are going to look at this. I think y'all are going to get some, maybe, maybe people will look at this at a glance and say... How is Cooper Rush a Y guy, and why is our backup quarterback a Y guy? I think that'll be a thesis of this, and then of course Jalen. I think y'all might get some uh, some comments on the social regarding regarding Jalen. But we're built for everything it. else. Kind yeah, of. I think, kinda, kinda, I think yeah. there's gonna be a lot of people agreeing with it. To be honest with you,
1: I'm a radio vet. Vet move. I'm ready. Vet.
2: <laughs> vet. This is awesome, but uh, Hard Knocks is starting up here very soon, so we gotta gotta get out of here so we can watch it and. Uh, and be back. But, but yeah, okay, the regular season is starting up. So we'll be back two times a week during the regular season, KT. After games, All and right. then we'll, we'll have a later week episode previewing the next week, too, and wrapping up the week. So look forward to that, listener.
3: Maybe next Tuesday we get prepared for the Bucks. I think that's the plan. Sure. All right. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, for uh, uh, Father John Vichoda, for our producer, Kit Garrison, and for our special guest once again this week, the beautiful Jeff Cavanaugh. I'm KT. We'll see you next time on About Them Cowboys.